MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $100 to get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions do apply. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Bowl Challenge. $250 cash and a $250 gift card is up for grabs exclusively on the SGPN app. Generinos and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 262. Um, setting, setting this one out to all our friends and listeners, even our enemies who celebrate Hanukkah. I believe Hanukkah just uh, started last night, probably um, from the time that you listen to this. So um, this goes out to all of you. Thank you for listening to the podcast and coming to this non-UFC Monday episode that we always do. I'm one of your hosts, Jeff Chalks Fox. I obviously would not be doing this on my own, uh, especially a non-UFC episode without uh, the man who knows what every MMA promotion in the world. Um, he picked one today who has another promotion who's got the exact same name except for one letter uh, <laughs> in the title. And I was thinking that's one we were going to do this week. I'm glad I clarified before I started doing the legwork on it. But no, it's not Octagon with a C. It's Octagon with a K that we're that we're going to be breaking down today. And apparently there's a big, uh, a very distinct uh, difference between the two, which um, the Gumby God can tell you about. So let's bring in the one and only Daniel Vreeland. Hello. That's right. Well, we're going to be breaking down uh, Octagon uh, with a K. 38 with, with a K. Octagon 38 is a promotion out of the Czech Republic. They've given us uh, quite a few people uh, who are in the UFC now. So if you, you know anybody in the UFC from, you know, the Czech Republic or Slovakia, or sometimes they got a lot of Croatian or Bosnian dudes in their promotion, like any of those guys who came up through uh, those, those ranks have probably fought in Octagon at some point in time. Scandinavian too. They, they got a bunch of Scandinavian dudes. Um, so like that, it's a pretty popular promotion. The other promotion he was thinking of, which you could listen to or you could watch probably on Wednesday through some sort of skeezy means, uh, is uh, Octagon, which is with a C. Uh, and that's a promotion out of Kazakhstan. And it's a it's pretty low level. It's mostly just Kazakh guys fighting other Kazakh guys until one of them balloons their record up enough to fight for Cage Warriors or Octagon. Um, so, uh, yeah, we're going to be breaking down the one. That sends guys to the UFC, which is Octagon. It's going to be a little while before you see these fights. They are on uh, December 30th, but we've got so many cards right uh, near New Year's, either December 30th or the 31st. We're just going to be loading them on you for week after week after week. We're going to load them on you. That's our promise uh, to you. So, um, yeah, we're going to jump right into Octagon like a dance that is happening Later on in the year, December 30th, do you normally watch Octagon or you just you pop in and out? Um, what's what's your relationship with Octagon, Dan? So I, I try to interact with Octagon on social media a little bit because they, they usually yeah. have some like pretty fun highlights and stuff like that. But like I have in the past watched like um, 
when when uh, so this is where Teresa Bleda came from. That's why I knew her going into Contender Series. Um, you'll remember she was one of the only ones who won and didn't get a contract. But I was pretty high on Teresa Bleda going in. Um, Bojan Velikovic came from there. Uh, you might have remember. Do you remember Victor Pesta? Yeah. Um, came from there. Martin Boudet, who. So I, I like when there was a big prospect, somebody like Martin Boudet, who I wanted to see more of. I'd catch like the main event or something like that. You can usually find um, a method to watching it out there somewhere. Uh, oh, and, really? And I, yeah. And I think they usually, I think if I'm not mistaken, this is one of those ones who usually does like a pay-per-view stream live from their website. Yeah. And it's usually, to this time. I want to say it's usually like, I, I'm not going to remember exactly correct, but I think it's usually like five bucks or something like that. They're like a very reasonably charged one. All right. Very good. Is there any um, prospects on this card that you're interested in before we actually go in and break it down? Is there anyone that um, you're high on, like like those other fighters that you were mentioning before? There's not any that I'm quite as high as those guys on, but there's a couple here that I think are kind of interesting. All right, cool. Before we jump into all this, how about I tell you about WinBet since they are keeping us in your ear holes. Don't hold it against them if you don't want us in your ear holes. But uh, regardless, ready to win money and boost your odds. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey. Big breath. New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with win rewards on WinBet. Looking to get involved in a same-game parlay? WinBet is your home with their WinBet. Build your own bet. Let you customize the bet you want to make. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, win $100, limited to state availability. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And have you heard the news? We are back with Underdog Fantasy. And if you haven't signed up already, you can still get a 100% deposit match up to 100 bucks when you use the promo code SGPN. Just go to underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN for 100% deposit match. Underdog is great for their weekly battle royale format as well as getting an early start with their playoff best ball. Underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. All right. The Octagon. Where is the Octagon going to be set up? It's going to be set up in Prague. Well, here's the funny thing about this. Yes, go ahead. The thing is, it's not even really an octagon. Uh, really? Ever, yeah, it's a circle. <laughs> Which it makes the name of this promotion so That's great. Fantastic. Yeah, they're probably not allowed to. Are they allowed to? Or are other places allowed to have an octagon? I think so. Okay. I think so. But, but like, the, the promotion has a round cage. <laughs> That's so fantastic. Well, it's not, it's octagon with a K. So maybe that means something different. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't, I think it translates pretty easily. I think that's a, that's what we call a cognate. Is it? Yeah. Oh, that's, right. that's Someone's when, good. that's when, when words look like uh, the words they are in a different language. It's called a cognate. Somebody's got an English uh, degree. Does he not? He does, yes. <laughs> Smart guy. All right, this is Friday, December the 30th. 11 a.m. Eastern is when it's kicking off. Um, and it's on pay-per-view, as Dan said. Octagon MMA is the promotion. The O2 Arena, there's a lot of those around in Prague, Czech Republic. It says it's in Octagon, but really, Dan says it, it's a cage. So um, <laughs> it's a round, circular, circular cage. But uh, 11 bouts, we're going to break down 
five of them, I believe, correct? Yes. That's correct. Yeah, we usually do five on the regional yep. shows. Matias, uh, name you remember, Matias Penaz, not Penis, Penaz, right? I think it's Matej. Matej uh, Penaz. Yeah. Penaz versus Joel Dos Santos. Um, and this is going to be on the prelims, and it's going to be middleweights. Penaz, you may remember from the Contender Series. Uh, his nickname is Money. He's 6-1 and one with five knockouts. He's been submitted one time, which was on his last, which was his last fight on the Contender Series. Six and zero in octagon, so that's the only time he's fought outside of uh, the octagon. But he fought in an octagon. This is getting very confusing. <laughs> he didn't fight in an octagon, but he fought in a octagon, right? He fought in the octagon trademark. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now he's back to octagon. Um, he is a pro kickboxer, was a pro kickboxer, and Muay Thai fighter as well. Six inches taller than Dos Santos. Do not have um, reach info, but you would assume it was it'd be fairly close uh, to a half a foot of reach, too. Unless Dos Santos uh, Tigra has super, super long arms. Um, I'm not being distracted by watching the World Cup, which happened yesterday That um, you, by the day you listen to this. I'm, I'm totally <laughs> not distracted at all. All right. Dos Santos, 16-7, nine knockouts, two submissions. He's been knocked out four times, submitted once. 0-1 in octagon with a K. He's won two of his last three and three of his last five. He did lose his last fight, uh, which was his promotional debut. He was a regional champ. He used to fight at lightweight. used to fight at welterweight. We do not have odds for uh, Octagon. Yeah, that's something I should ask for you. Is this – we're not going to name any any sports books because we're a WinBet family here, but is this a, a promotion that you can get uh, you get numbers on? Um, yeah. Like you, most sports you, books? Uh, I wouldn't say most, but you, you can usually find a couple who offer Octagon odds. It usually okay. pops up on Best Fight Odds. Um, right. So if you're you're the type of person who shops odds there or keeps an eye on the odds there, like, you know, you, Octagon will usually pop up probably right before the, the event happens. Okay, so Gumby will give us his his homemade lines and he'll tell you who wins right about now. Yeah, so Panage is, is going to be a big favorite here, especially coming off of the experience of the Contender Series and with such like a heightened read advantage. I'm going to say negative 275 here for him as a favorite. He, he's going to be pretty notable. Dos Santos is a guy who I think when he gets his wrestling going can be dangerous. But the problem is, is he really telegraphs his takedowns from a really long distance away, which means he has to like play catch up while he like grabs at your your calves to, to try to uh, to make up ground in uh, against Panage, who is so long, and not only is he long, but he fights long, it, that's going to be so hard for him to do. He's just not going to get close enough for the takedowns. He's a sloppy striker. He, he's a grappler first kind of guy. Um, so I think Panage is just going to pick him apart and finish him. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to go with Panage here, despite the fact that he's like a big favorite. I even think that number, if he comes in under negative 300, I think it's definitely good uh, fuel for a parlay. Uh, oh, throw him in a parlay, perhaps. Okay, um, we're moving up the card a bit. Still prelims. Uh, we're dropping down to featherweight. Jakob Donhal, Dahnal, Dahnal, I guess it is, versus Ahmed Vila. Um, I'm going to tell you about Vila first. Nine, four, and one with five submissions. He's been knocked out twice, submitted once. He's one low in octagon. 2012 was his pro MMA debut. He's five years younger than Dahnal. Hezoyan is his nickname, H-E-Z-O-U-N. I don't know what it means. Neither does Google. I'm guessing um, Gumby Google does not know either. I, I also do not know, nor does, right. the in, nor does the intern. I check with him. Yeah. All right. 11-2 uh, for Donal. 
one knockout, four submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted once. Seven and one in Octagon. He's won two straight and five of six. Used to fight at lightweight. He is also a pro grappler. Go ahead. So I think Donal is going to come in here as a pretty large favorite with Vila being a, a pretty substantial dog. The line will probably look like negative 350 for Donal and like plus 300 for Vila. But I'm actually going to say that this is maybe my favorite dog spot on the whole card. Uh, Donal, yeah, Donal is a guy who he's he's really transparent with what he wants to do. Like he wants to get in the clinch and grapple. And there's been times in fights before where, first of all, he's been bodied in that grappling exchange. Like he, he winds up not getting the better position. And sometimes I think he's willing to do it. Like he, he wants to grapple so bad that sometimes like when he's in on those clinch takedowns and stuff like that, he winds up just like falling to his back and being like, it's fine if I'm not in the dominant position here because I'm just like so happy grappling. But against Vila, the, the thing I really concerns me against Vila is Vila is a phenomenal defensive wrestler. He reads those attempts so well. And when he he stuffs a takedown or when he, he gets the upper hand on a takedown attempt, he punishes people for it. So I can really see that going quite bad for Denal. And if Denal is the type of guy who's going to fall to his back when a takedown attempt doesn't work, I think Vila is going to take the position. I don't think he's going to sub him. And I think he's just going to beat him up from there. So I think you're going to get Vila at, at least – I mean, I would be surprised if it was less than plus 250, and I would be, you know, I, I kind of think it's going to be closer to 300. So if you can get him at a plus, big plus money, I think V was a smart play here. All right, fantastic. All right, let's move up to the main card. Is he from? No, he's not from Brazil. So I'll say Rafael Xavier versus Lee Chadwick. Am I right? Yeah, it's it's, it's not Rafael Xavier. No, I think it's he's Spanish, right? Yes, I, I believe, I think so, yeah, so. He being Xavier, nicknamed Kratos, 11 and 6, seven knockouts, two submissions. He's been knocked at one time. Four and 0 in Octagon. He's won four straight fights, five of six. He's not lost a fight since September of 2019. He's six years younger than Chadwick, four inches taller. Chadwick, the butcher. We have back to back episodes where we talk about butchers because Pooh Bear has been butchered by the butcher now. Um, if that makes sense to anyone. Uh, Lee Chadwick, the butcher, 28, 17, and 1. Six knockouts, 14 submissions. Knocked out four times, submitted five times. This is his Octagon debut. He's been around this long, and he's still finding promotions to debut in somehow. Lost win loss over his last three fights. 1-0 in PFL, 3-3 in Bellator. Was the Cage Warriors champion, was also a regional champion. Used to fight at middleweight. 2006, he's been a pro MMA fighter since, and he is also a pro grappler. Go right ahead. Yeah, so I'm going to go with, well, first of all, I think Rafael Xavier is going to be an ever so slight favorite here. I'm predicting right around like plus 140 or uh, minus 145, and I'm going to take him here. The reason being, he's like a longer kickboxing type. Um, the, the thing I don't like about Xavier is that when he gets into these big exchanges, sometimes he really overcommits and he winds up putting himself in a bad position. But the thing about Chadwick is, is like in an earlier era, Lee Chadwick, cause he's like you said, he's been around forever. He, he might've taken advantage of somebody who overcommitted like that, either by, you know, stinging him himself on the hands or, you know, shooting a takedown or whatever. But man, like as of late, he's just kind of looked his age and he's he's like looked his his mileage, so to speak. Uh, he fought Modestus Bukaskis and Cage Warriors recently, and he just looked atrocious. Couldn't get any of his wrestling going. 
was like afraid to open up with the hands when he did. He had no sense of, of distance. Um, and Xavier, like I said, long kickboxer type who who understands distance and does well with distance, even if he does overcommit once in a while. So I, I think Xavier is just going to punish him on the feet. If Chadwick gets a takedown here or there, he might see some success in that round. I just kind of don't think he's going to. Okie dokie. So Xavier is the pick there. Let's move up to the co-main event. Matus Juracic. Juracic? Juracic. Juracic, Dan, versus Alex Lahore. Lahore? Yes, Lahore. Or maybe Lahore. Well, you could call him the killer kid, though, Dan. Um, He's 21 and 8, Lahore would be. 10 knockouts, 7 submissions. He's been knocked out four times. 2 and 3 in Octagon. He's won two of his last three. And he's two and three overall over his last five. Lost his last fight via knockout. Multiple regional championships on his mantle. Finally, got to say that. Used to fight at middleweight, two and zero in Bellator uh, as well. You're a sick nine and two, three knockouts, two submissions. He's been submitted one time, four and zero in octagon. He's won six straight fights. He's not lost since June of 2016. 2012 was his pro MMA debut. He's five years younger than Lahore, two inches taller, and he's also a pro boxer. Over to you. Yeah, so you mentioned if there was a, a prospect in here that I was, like, interested enough to watch. Matthews Jurisic is probably as close to it as it comes. Um, he, he is – so, I, as you, you kind of mentioned, he's going to have an advantage here in terms of size. He's a weird-looking dude for for his build. Like, he is so long. He's six foot three, and I think he's still growing. He looks taller every single time he fights. And for a dude to be fighting at welterweight like that, that's incredible. Um, I think he's going to be a, you know, a pretty much a standard favorite here against Lahore, like negative 200 perhaps. Um, and for me, Lahore is a guy who's going to want to close the distance. Um, and I just think he's going to have a really tough time doing that against Jurisic, who is not only is he long, but he fights long. Him and Panaj. I have a lot of similarities in what they do striking. Um, Jurisic uses a little bit more kicking game and Lahore kind of sits heavy on that front leg, trying to like load up on punches and hit you hard. I think that's going to really cost him here. I think he's probably going to get his front leg tattooed up probably nonstop for the first three minutes. It's going to really slow him down. Going to make closing the distance a lot more work. Um, so like, I, I think Lahore's volume is going to be what he wants to lean on. But the problem with his volume in this fight too, which I think some people are overlooking is Lahore is coming down from middleweight. He's regularly been a middleweight for most of his career. He's coming down to welterweight. I don't know if it's a chance to like revitalize his career, if he's doing something different or whatever. But I think if you're a guy who relies on volume and throwing that big punch, like it feels like it's just going to tire him out. Right. If, yeah. if you, if you can't hit, you know, if you can't get inside the distance regularly and you're just loading up on punches that whiff, and then on top of that, you're trying to hit him with volume and, and trying to, like, get in there. I, I think he's just going to tire out. And Jurisic is the type of guy who could really frustrate somebody. So, yeah, get, give me Jurisic here, probably negative 200. He'd be a nice one to match with Panaj. Just take the – we'll do a tall, skinny guy parlay with Panaj right. and Jurisic. <laughs> a Gumby parlay. Yeah, yeah, they're Gumby looking – although I'm a, I'm a much thicker dude than either of those two. But, like, yeah. It. Gumby but dude, parlay. You told us about all the weight you lost. Have, have you putting weight on now the holidays? No, I, I, I'm still, well, maybe a little bit. But, like, I'm, yeah, I'm still mostly a skinny guy. All right, good, <laughs> good. Um, all right, let's go to the main event. It's for the OK MMA, Octagon MMA, Bantamweight Championship. Jonas Magard versus Philippe Mas- Masik. Um, we'll tell you about Masik first, the challenger. 
27, 16, and 1, four knockouts, 20 submissions. You could say he's a submission expert. Uh, he's been knocked out twice, submitted seven times. He's 9 and 2 in octagon. So on two straight fights and 5 of 6, all of them via finish. Was the regional champion, used to fight at Featherweight 2010. He's been a pro MMA fighter since. Magard, the champ, Shark, 14 and 5, one knockout, seven submissions. Been knocked out once, submitted four times, 2 and 0 in octagon. He is the champion of their world he has not fought since uh his championship winning fight of november of 2021 so it's over a year now he's won two straight and six of seven also was a regional champ also used to fight at flyweight also used to fight at lightweight he's a year younger than the challenger over to you yeah so this is an interesting one because it it, it being a rematch it, it is obviously going to favor the guy who won the first fight. And he won the first fight very convincingly. It was 50-45, 50-45, 50-44. So a very wide margin. And it was mostly just like dropping Masek with one-two punches constantly. So Magard is is obviously going to be the favorite. I think probably upwards of like negative 400 here. But I actually, if, if he does post at negative 400, like I'm predicting, I like a dog play here too in Masek. Um, despite the fact he got badly outclassed in the first fight, because here's the thing, he got outclassed in the first fight. That fight was in November of 2021. Okay. So about 13 months ago, but for this fight taking place, almost 14 months ago from this fight taking place since then, Masek has got in there and he's looked great in his wrestling. He's fought twice more. His wrestling really got going. He got a rear naked choke victory. He got an Anaconda choke victory. He's now won. All three of his last fights by, or all three of his last victories, rather, by submission. As you mentioned, he's a submission expert. Magard didn't let him grapple him in the first fight, but it looks like he's made huge improvements. And do you know what Magard has done since that fight? Bupkis. He has not fought even once since that fight. So, like, I'm wondering, is he going to look okay? He's actually taking a a boxing exhibition fight in between. So, like, he's been focusing on his boxing. And, again, he outclassed him with the boxing last time. But I really think that all this fight needs to do is get to the ground once. And I think Masek can pull it off. We've even seen uh, Magard get tapped out. Uh, His last loss was to Friends Malambo, who is, you know, a pretty good prospect in his own right. But he tapped him out. His loss before that was a submission loss. Like, he gets submitted when he loses because he's a good boxer. So, despite the fact that I think Masek here is probably going to come in massively as an underdog. I, I really do think if that line comes in plus 300 or better, um, or even in the plus 200s, I, I think he's a live dog at those numbers. Uh, I'll say plus 250. So is that your official pick? Yeah, I'm going to take my sec here. I, right. I think he, he's a he's a, a nice dog play here. And dumb Jeff uh, didn't overlook that this is actually a rematch. Yes. So there you go. Um, <laughs> all right. Gummy's picks. Masek, you're a sick. Xavier. Villa and Panaz, correct? That's correct. Awesome. You want to talk, tell everyone how great you did at KSW yesterday? Made I mean, I did big money. You hit a big underdog, which helped. I did hit a big underdog. So, um, you know, first of all, it's, it's worth noting. Uh, I did have one fight canceled on me, which is kind of a bummer. Um, uh, we'll, um, Emil Weber Meek wound up having to pull out of his fight at KSW 77. Um, I originally was picking against him, but he got injured before the fight even happened. So that one did not happen. Um, I whiffed on my first fight. I did take uh, Loma Ali Eshkiju against uh, Daniel Rutkowski. Rutkowski won a split decision. 
I'm not positive how I feel about how those judges scored that fight, but, uh, you know, you'll see as it comes to later, uh, the MMA gods give it and they take it away. Um, so I lost that one. I did get the next one, which was uh, Ibrahim Chuzagayev, uh, who, man, dude, like, it, it's a shame that this dude doesn't fight in a big promotion, by the way. Like, this guy, this guy is, like, one of the best 205ers not in the UFC right now. Uh, like, in, in, I think he'd beat some top 10 UFC guys right now. He, he is, uh, he, he's really impressive to watch. And, and he's gone out there. He's beat some really legitimate dudes that you've heard of before, too, like Thomas Narcun, and he beat Alex Garcia, who was in the UFC, and Mike Rhodes, who was in the UFC. He beat Lee Chadwick, who we talked about earlier. Like, he, he's beaten some guys. So, um, yeah, like, he went out and then just absolutely steamrolled another guy to defend his light heavyweight title. Then we got a rematch. Tell me if you've heard this one before. We got a rematch where I told you to pick the guy who lost the first fight uh, and actually, this wasn't a trilogy, but the guy who lost the most recent one yep. uh, and take him to to get his revenge. And Jakob Wick, Wicklaz uh, went ahead as a plus 200 dog, cashed a split decision. As I said, the MMA gods giveth and they take it away. Uh, I'm not sure they got this one right either. Um, when I was looking at the cards, I was like, eh, I don't know. I think I probably might have scored it for Seb- Sebastian Priz- Ooh, Prisbiz. Uh, <laughs> man, these Polish names are brutal. Um, but yeah, like at, at the end of the day, I'll take the, uh, I'll take the plus 200 score there on Wicklaws. And then in the main event, a three round main event between a massive 265 pound bodybuilder and a middleweight. Cause only that would happen in KSW, the yep. middleweight Mohamed Kaladov, uh, knocked him out in two rounds. Just uh, dude, Kaladov has got one of the most insane careers when you look back at it. Like yes. I, I know Pujanowski has too, but like Kaladov. The dude's 36 and eight and he's fought like at all kinds of weight classes, you know, all kinds of people. He fought at KSW. Like I want to say he fought at KSW seven, which was when I was in high school. Um, Like his career just continues to, to go on and on through like very ridiculous lengths. Um, If he had a career like this in the UFC, people would be talking about him. Like they talk about Jim Miller and shit like that. So um, but anyway, he knocked out a heavyweight, um, Pujanowski. I was on the Pujanowski dog line there. Uh, it didn't come through. So uh, Kaladov cashes as a favorite. I wound up going two and two, but because of that big uh, plus two, what was it, plus 200, uh, I think I, I wound up on the in the positive there. So there you go. There you go. So uh, Kaladov. Uh, gonna be heavyweight now. What do you think? <laughs> I, dude, I think he just he was continued. outweighed by fifty something pounds, wasn't he? I think he just keeps fighting freak show fights as much as yeah. he can, dude, in in like getting paid because he he's not champion material anymore. That's the thing. Like when he started losing a soul dick, and you're like, ah, oh, yeah, this is just not called off anymore. He's not gonna win a title anywhere anytime soon. But like, why not have him fight big freak show fights all the time? You know, whoever you got, you know, wheel him in there against a super heavyweight next. Sounds good. So that is KSW, and that is our episode. Put to bed. Um, make sure you get in the Discord and chat with us or chat uh, with any anyone in there about um, various topics, not just all sports. It's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Um, you can find us in there, obviously, in the fight uh, channels where we, we mostly lurk. Do you post in any other channel other than that, Dan? 
Uh, not, no, not, not very Crazy. often. I, yeah. I bragged a bunch when I hit some, some big, uh, some big plays in baseball. Okay, uh, right, I think right, I, yeah. I think I hit an over on Spencer Strider, 11 and a half K's yes. once at, <laughs> at 10 to one. And I was like, I gotta go drop. I don't even, I'm not even in the, the baseball channel, but I'm going to go brag about this. <laughs> yes, that's true. Um, so anyhow, there's lots of fun in there. Um, and then on Twitter, SGPN MMA, Gumby runs that account. I'm at Jeff Fox writer. He's at Gumby Vreeland. He being Gumby also hosts the Top Turtle MMA podcast, which will be dropping your ears later on this week. Do you want to give us a preview or you want to wait till later on? Sure, I can give you a preview. So this week um, we are going, we're actually going to be going regional for a couple of weeks in a row. We're doing some interviews. Uh, I'm going to have an LSA show at one point in time. I'm going to have a Cage Warriors show at some point in time. Uh, and I'm also going to have this week will be the Cage Titans 57 show. Uh, I'm talking to former Ultimate Fighter uh, finalist Joe Gianetti, uh, who's who's trying to fight to get back in the UFC. He's fighting Saul Almeida to defend his belt, who you might know from he's been on like 8,000 Bellator cards over time. Um, so I'm going to be talking to him about that. And then I'm actually talking to the owner of Cage Titans, uh, who talks a little bit about owning a small regional promotion and what their plans are for next, as well as he like breaks down the card with me. So uh, it's a, oh, a fun little show. Good. Yeah, that sounds very interesting. So make sure you listen to Top Turtle MMA Podcast. <coughs> Excuse me. Read all our stuff. SportsGamblingPodcast.com. And you read my MMA stuff, enter pick'em contests, and all that fun stuff I run over at MoneyMMA.Substack.com. All right, we'll be back on Wednesday. Who knows what we're going to talk about? Do you know what we're going to talk about, Dan? Or will this on be Wednesday? one of our... Re- Wednesday and Thursday. Maybe this can be one of our... UFC recap reset look ahead type episodes that, that we do at the end of the year so I I know I've got like a handful of different uh fight cards that we're going to be looking at towards the end of the year we're going to do some cage warriors breakdown we're going to do some uh Bellator breakdown we're going to do some Inoki Bombay uh breakdown oh, yes. so like well, well maybe we'll find one of those promotions for one of those days uh either Wednesday or Thursday and maybe we'll do um I heard there's some odds out there for for championship futures. Some people yeah, are dropping that's them. That's what we did last year. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe if we can find those, maybe one of those episodes will be a uh, future title challengers uh, future odds. And we can see how how poorly. I'm assuming we did poorly with our picks uh, for this year. Maybe we didn't do poorly. I don't know. I'll have to check. Um, so you got all that to um, to look forward to, people. We're not leaving you. Even on the holidays, we will be getting in your ear holes. Don't you worry. All right. Uh, take us home, Gumby. All right. Uh, I'm Daniel Gumby Vreeland. He's the world's strongest man, Jeff Fox. <laughs> and we will see you on Wednesday.